Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Come on, y'all. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. You guys may be seated if you can. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I am trying to contain myself today. I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, there's sometimes in our lives, we, we deal with certain things in our lives. And for us, it's a, a big deal. But for everybody else, it doesn't mean anything. Amen? Kind of like a birthday. Right? People, get, they have a birthday, and what do we do? We have a birthday, and we'll put it online to let everybody know, hey, nobody else cares, but I'm going to help you care, make sure that you're going to celebrate me today. <laughs> right? So, so this, yeah, I just make sure you all need to care. So this is one reason why I'm excited. So last year, at this time, I was in the emergency room. Didn't know what was going to happen. I thought it was just routine, but I was in the emergency room. And this was the day that started and catapulted me into the promise that God had made me of getting me a new heart. So I'm a little excited. I'm a little emotional. Okay, I, I'm, I'm just so, please forgive me if I get a little excited and emotional and please forgive me for being human because I just keep remembering, thinking about the goodness of God that is, has happened in my life and, and I, I want to run around and tell people just wherever I go, I'm walking around just t- telling people, I'm, I'm running around encouraging people, I, people I don't even know. I'm just like, how you doing today? What's going on with you? And they're giving me room for me to go in and step in and start telling them about Jesus Christ. See? Praise God. That's what I heard in the, in, in, in the emergency room. It wasn't the, the sirens of the, of the ambulances. It was, it was a, a cry of God saying, I'm on my way, son. I'm, I'm coming here to deliver you. Just, just be patient. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. All right. <sighs> it's your breath that's in my lungs. So I will pour out your praise. I don't know about you. You guys ever have an asthma attack? I know what it's like to be laying on, the, on a hospital bed, not being able to breathe. They got that stuff in your nose and holding you up because you can't breathe. And you're like, man, th- th- this last breath may be the last breath that I get to say. And everybody sits down and goes, well, what am I going to tell my parents? What am I going to tell my kids? What am I going to tell my wife? Here goes something. Why don't you tell them now? Just tell them right now. Turn around and tell somebody you love them. Tell them. Because I want my last breath to be the breath the way Jesus gave breath. Yo, maybe you didn't get that. 
Because you know, Jesus, when he was on the cross and everything was going, his last breath was saying, it is finished. And he gave up the ghost. That was a praise when he said it was finished. When he said it was finished, his work here on earth was done. He didn't have to worry about what, I, what he said. He, he already told everything he needed to tell his mother and his, his disciples. He said all those things. But at his last breath, he said, it is finished. I want to be like Jesus. I wanted my last breath. I want to give God my praise. He gave me this breath for life. So when I give, when I'm giving up the ghost, I want to, I want to give the same breath to say, Lord, it is finished. That's not my message. Turn to Proverbs chapter four, 23, and I'll try to uh, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 and it reads this keep your heart with all somebody say all keep your heart with all diligence for out of it springs the issues of life not just regular issues but issues that need tissues Keep your heart with all diligence from out of it springs the issues of life. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your word. Lord, you already know what's going to happen before I even do, Lord. So I just, I relent. I, I move out of the way. Have your way because there's people that need to hear your word. Not, not, not my word, but hear your words to change them. So I thank you for that in Jesus name. Amen. Praise God. You guys remember the uh, crocodile hunter or what was his name? Steve Irwin. You guys remember him? Hello, Mike. You guys, you guys, here we have the, the spider here, you know, the, 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 the spider, the carnivorous spider that's here and it's deadly. You guys remember him, right? Okay. So you guys know about him. He, he there's something to think about, about him. You guys know he passed by the way. You guys know Steve Irwin passed. He died young. And I think everybody pretty much knew that eventually he was going to die young, right? I know it's kind of hard, but think about it. You just simply don't play with wild animals without sooner or later getting in some big trouble, right? This dude, has, he survived countless snake bites, you know, animal bites, everything. He's survived all these different things. But one day, one day, he met. A stingray. Cold part about this was, and I'm not going to tell him, go into the whole story, but unfortunately, he goes out into the ocean and there's this big stingray. And I don't know if you guys know, the stingray are considered the pussycats of the ocean. They don't hurt anybody. They're just subtle. You can go around and touch them. But he went up to him for some reason, this thing was aggravated. And he went up to touch it and they call him a stingray for a reason. He had a sting on the back, a stinger on the back of him. What happens? He turns around, hits him in the heart. Boom. And it breaks the barb off into it, into his heart. Now, mind you, up until then, only 17 people have ever even been killed by a stingray. Ever. But it hits him in his chest. And of course, he gets out of the, out of the water and pulls the thing out of his chest and he dies immediately. 
So I want to tell you guys, sin is just like that. If we play around with it, if we lose our fear of it, even just a little harmless sin, we're going to get hurt. Just like Steve. He played around with dangerous things. He got too comfortable. Too comfortable. And the one thing that he thought wouldn't ever hurt him is what ended up killing him. Never lose your fear of sin. No matter how old you are, how experienced you are, turn from sin. Dread its deadly sway. Guard your heart with all diligence. And what are we going to guard our hearts from? Sin. A major contributor of, of, of heart problems right now that people have is just because of sin. So today I want to ponder this question. I want to ponder what is the heart problem? And I came to this brilliant conclusion, if I would say so myself. The problem of the heart is the heart of the problem. The problem of the heart is the heart of the problem. So listen to this. We would have no deaths from drunk drivers if there was no heart problems. We would never hear of child abuse or pedophilia if there was no heart problem. Divorce and adultery is killing the foundation of marriage and the church. We all have a serious heart problem. Our babysitters know our children more than we do. We got a heart problem. Our kids carry guns, pornography to school, and they can't even quote one of the Ten Commandments. We got a heart problem. Our children are being indoctrinated by a culture that says it's okay to have sex before marriage, and then we support the killing of children by abortion at the rate of 4,000 babies a day. We got a serious heart problem. I'm talking to the church. We watch all kinds of sick sexual perversions and we discuss all this kind of things at the dinner table. That's if people still have dinner together. We got a heart problem. Many Christians lay down their lives, walk away from the cross by guess what? Why other people are dying and going to hell because we're tired. We got a heart problem. The last one I... More is spent on dog food and cat food in the U.S. than given to missions. We got a heart problem. The problem of the heart is the heart of the problem. So guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it, it springs the issues of life. You guys, I remember, and some of you guys know, when I was diagnosed with this heart issue that I had, or my heart problem, they use this term to describe my condition as asymptomatic. It means I had an issue, I had this heart problem, but there were no symptoms. I was sick, but there were no symptoms. But afterwards, after I was uh, 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 diagnosed with this, they, they told me certain things like, listen, you got this sickness in your heart, so this is what I want you to do. I want you to make sure you exercise daily, eat healthy, and maybe lose a couple of pounds. But as time went on, I stopped listening to the doctor and started doing what I wanted to do. I knew I had this heart condition, but... 
I'm okay eating these street tacos, uh-huh, these wings. I can eat how I want to eat. But as time goes on, as it kept going, I didn't pay, I didn't, didn't pay attention to the doctor's advice, and I noticed I started gaining weight. So they told me, lose weight. My blood pressure started getting higher, so they prescribed me calcium channel blockers and ACE inhibitors. If you guys know, anybody in here know what that is, lenacinopril and all that stuff for blood pressure. I started uh, having leg swelling, so they gave me a diuretic called Lasix. Can I get an amen? Anybody in here? Okay, I'm, I'm just, is it just me? But then guess what happens? Because I use Lasix, I was having all kinds of adverse effect, uh, side effects because of the Lasix. Then my kidneys started failing. But then also because the, 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 the Lasix, the Lasix started hitting me. And when the Lasix started hitting me, then I couldn't, I was what they call is, uh, uh, I, my potassium, I was losing potassium, and then I had to take potassium and now too much potassium, it starts once again, hitting your body, and then it hits you on your kidneys, then it hits you in your liver I had all these symptoms and I noticed the doctors were looking at me, and they're like, listen, okay with the leg swelling, we're going to do this, with this we're going to give you that, now, okay, okay, we're going to deal with this, okay, you're, now you're, you're, you're not sleeping well, I'm going to give you this, and, and you got all the, and they started diagnosing, giving me all these different medications for all these symptoms that I had, but then I started realizing, I was like, listen, wait, 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 you're giving me stuff to, to stop my symptoms when the problem is my heart. Are you following me here? I'm trying to make a metaphor. Are you a simile? It, it, it was a heart problem. But what we start doing is we start looking at the symptoms instead of the problem. We run to the doctor and we're like, well, my feet swell. The first thing they're going to do is give you something to get rid of the swelling. Instead of going, listen, fix my heart. And once you fix my heart, everything else will go away. The problem with treating the symptom is that the condition remains. What I needed was a new heart. Proverbs 4 and 23 says it. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Now, that word keep, it means this, to mind to watch, to guard, to protect, to maintain, to shield, and take care of. And what are we guarding our heart from, you guys? Sin. We're supposed to guard our hearts from sin. What kind of sin? All sin. All sin. I ain't even started preaching yet. There is no such thing as a little sin. I might be getting ahead of myself here. There's no such thing as a little sin. But you know what ends up happening? We end up practicing sin so much that it becomes normal to us, and now we say it's okay. But do you know that sin will affect you eventually? Let me just help you. If you start eating eight times a day and you eat ice cream eight times a day, you're not going to see the effects two weeks, three weeks, or four weeks later, make it six weeks, make it six years. All of a sudden, you go to the doctor and you're like, uh, yeah, you know, I'm not feeling very well. I'm out of breath. It's like, well, the last time I seen you, you've gained 80 pounds. You're like, well, yeah, I kind of 
know I got to lose some weight. You know you got to lose some weight. Look, look you see, is, is everybody awake? Is, am, I, am I stepping on toes? Do, do I not need to talk about weight? Do I need to say something else? Do I need to talk about something? All right. <laughs> There's no such thing as little sin because what happens is when we start sinning, we just we say it's okay, it's okay, it's touching, it's it's the stingray, and we'll just touch it, and eventually it's gonna turn around and hit us in our chest. There's no such thing as little sin. Watch this. James 1 and 15. It says this. This is where we're gonna start off. Actually, James 1, and start off at 12, it says, Blesses the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Amen. That's a great, uh, I've been approved, I've been tested, I've endured. How many people have endured temptation? Okay, two, three, three, yes. Okay, everybody here is holy. God bless you. But here's the rest. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. Listen, all that stuff, I'm getting ahead of myself because a lot of times, ooh, don't tempt me with that. Yeah, we know God ain't doing it, and you're like, ooh, the devil's trying to tempt me. No, it's just your nature. <laughs> ooh, ooh, oh, okay, no. Number 14, but each one, somebody say each one. Say, I'm the one. Okay, but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Uh, wait, 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 wait. I'm drawn away by my own desires and enticed. See, the, I'm trying to tell you guys something. It's not, I'm just going to talk to the men. Men, it ain't the woman that enticed you. It was already in you. It's in you. We're not going to talk about the ladies. Yet. 15. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's full grown, brings forth death then when desire is conceived when we think about conceive or conception something has been given when a desire has conceived something in you like some of you guys like right now you're thinking because it's 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 lunchtime and you have a desire right now for chicken or you you man i can't wait to go to wherever to burger king wherever you want to go right now you're thinking about uh carne asada and and all these different things you're, yeah right now look at you like oh oh god oh yes oh hallelujah you know it you know it because you have a desire for it. And when you have a desire for it, guess what you do? You got you to get what you're desiring because there's something brewing in you. A desire, look, look, there's nothing wrong with having a desire. No, no problem with that. But you know what? When you can start to do anything to get it. The desire is conceived. And then it says, after it's conceived, after it's been in there, it's been brewing. Because a desire usually starts something off small, like, you know, a, a baby. When a woman first conceives, she, she receives something, and then that grows inside of her. And as it grows inside of her, as long as it, 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 as long as it stays in there and it's healthy, because guess what? You still got to feed that desire. 
in you because you, you think about it. That's that's how you feed it. You think about it. You think about it. Man, I can't wish. I wish. I wish. I want. I want. And then before you know it, and then now it says, guess what? You give birth to sin. Boom. And when sin is full grown, it brings death. This is the problem that we have, saints. In this scripture, we go, then when, de- um, when desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin and sin when it's full grown. We stop there and we don't realize what God is saying. Here. He's trying to, to help us because we won't, don't want to see the part about death because we keep sinning. We keep sinning and keep sinning, but we don't feel like there's going to be death. We just rely on the grace of God. Yes, God has just let me. You, you, do you know that sometimes if you, I, I forget what the scripture says. I think it's in James. Is if you keep doing, if you keep doing what you know not to do, it is therefore become sin to you. Galatians chapter 5 and 11. It says this, that a, li- a, a little sin leavens the whole lump. Just a little. You guys know what leaven is? It's yeast. And you know, it just depends upon how much, how many people bake. You guys bake? Okay. Kai, can you turn around and get those people's <laughs> bake? Okay. Anyway, if you bake, if you're baking bread, you can either put a half a teaspoon of yeast or you could put a full uh, tablespoon of yeast in there. It just depends upon how fast you want your bread to rise. If you put a little bit in there, it's going to take a little bit longer to do, to to go. That's what sin does. Just a little bit of yeast, a little bit of leaven. Just put just a little, just a tiny bit. Eventually, that yeast is going to rise. And that's what happens to us with sin. There's no such thing as little sin. The enemy knows you better than yourself, you guys. He sees you. He sees the characteristics in you. Maybe he sees, when he looks at you, he sees like King David. Because you know the enemy's been around uh, since God made creation. He's been there. He knows these people. He knows them personally. He was there when Eve was sitting there. Because you remember he sat there and talked to Eve. He knew what Eve was going to do. He knew what those desires were. He knew about that. He says, yeah, I'm just going to tempt her. And eventually, because personally, when you read the Bible, it's not just in that moment, in that time. You, uh, do you think it really happened within two minutes that the devil tempted her? The Bible said that she took, she looked at the tree and she noticed it was good for eating. That didn't just happen in two seconds. It was over time. And guess what? Because the devil knows what it's like to be outside of time. He's able to sit down and he says, I got, I got all the time in the world. And I'm just going to put a little bit of leaven in you. Just a little bit of leaven. Because I got time. You don't have time. I got time. And I'm going to wait. Because I know it's going to come. It's going to be birthed. The enemy knows you and he sees you. He sees it's the same way he did David. David was good, but he put a little something in David. Because if you guys look at back when David was standing at the time when the kings were out at war, David was standing up at the top of the roof and he was looking down at Bathsheba. That didn't happen in a day. That happened in months, in a season, because he knew that it was her time of the month. And after she was done doing her time of month, she goes down into a mikvah. And while she's out there, she's bathing. Bath Sheba. She was in a bath. She was bathing. He knew it was during that time. See, I'm, I'm trying to help you guys out so you see this. It was every time he came up at the roof. He's at the king's palace. He sees everything. 
Okay. All right. Hey, Joab. Yeah, 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 yeah. All my accountability partners. Yeah. Just go off to war. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm right here. Yeah. I'm just going to sit here on my computer. Okay. It's the end of the month. This was months that he kept over and he kept looking at her. And then finally, the desire conceived and then sin. And he's like, hey, go down there and get that girl and bring her up here. You guys know the whole story. The enemy was there the whole time. Oh, come on, you guys. He knows you. Maybe he sees Martha in you. You're so busy working when you should be worshiping. He knows you. He knows how to distract you. He has time. The enemy knows how to tempt your flesh. And there's a lot of things that we don't even know about the flesh. We're so big at being spiritual. Saints of God, do you even know about your flesh? We say, oh, we want to talk about the fruits. Everybody likes fruit. Talk about the fruit. But what about the flesh? Turn to Galatians chapter 5 and 19. We're going to start right there. Now the works of the flesh are evident. It's evident. Which are adultery fornication you guys know what fornication is a lot of people say yeah having sex out of marriage no it's more than that fornication is reaping the benefit of a commitment without being committed that's fornication uncleanliness 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 you mean like if i don't like clean my kitchen uncleanliness no what it is is basically sensuality people don't like to preach this i'm about to preach this to you guys the reason why a lot of people in the culture right now is dressing the way that they dress is because we've gotten away with modesty. We've gotten away from modesty and now we wanna dress sensual to attract people to yourself. Yourself is your flesh. You're gonna show as much flesh as you can to attract a husband or, 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 or a wife or whatever because you wanna look good. The marketplace knows that. Packaging is what sells. How many times have you bought something because it looked good, and then when you open it up and look, it was, man, this is what I thought. I wish somebody in here, <laughs> you know, you know you've, been, you've been in relationships before. It's like, dang it, I married that one. You done bought it now. You got lewdness, lewdness, lewdness. Watch this. The other word, another word is called lasciviousness. That means you can't control yourself. Now, I, I hate that. And I'm just going to share this with you guys. Maybe, maybe this is probably just not for young kids. We got people in here know what I'm talking about. These kids know. I'm just going to tell you something about lasciviousness, not being able to, uncon- to, to control yourself. So many people always want to equate not being able to control yourself to stuff like pornography and having sex. That's not the case. Lasciviousness is why do you got to eat the whole cookies box? Can I just make it plain? Let's just be honest. That's lascivious. I can't help myself. I just got to eat one more piece. You can't control yourself. And when you can't control yourself... Who do you think is going to be able to control you? I 
idolatry, sorcery. Man, I can go on. Because sorcery, a lot of people are like, what's sorcery? It's witchcraft. But you know what witchcraft really is? It's a person that likes to impose their will on somebody else. Do you guys know what that means? A lot of us don't realize that we're using spells. They don't know. We see it in, in cartoons when Bugs Bunny was like, abracadabra, you're a chicken. Let's break that down. When he does that, he's saying, I'm imposing. I want you to become a chicken. So now you're a chicken. I, this is what I want you to be. This is who you are. I just casted a spell. Why can't you be more sensitive to me? Why can't you fulfill my needs? Why can't you be like her? Why can't you be like him? Sorcery. Hatred. Contentions. That's a lot of us. Because God, you guys, please pray for your pastor. Because contentious means debating and always arguing. I love to talk about politics. If Deacon Tony was here, he's my guy. We just talk about politics. Pray for me. It's my flesh. <laughs> Jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions. Once again, selfish. And there's nothing wrong with ambitions. It's when your ambitions are all about self. <laughs> Dissensions, which are causing division. Heresies. That's talking about, I'll just help you out. Heresies, I'm just going to tell you. The Mormons, the Jehovah Witnesses, the Hebrew Israelites, heretics, heresy. Stuff that does not align with the Bible. Heresies. Envy. Murders. You know what murdering means? You got a lot of people with the Bible says, thou shalt not murder. That should not kill. Let me tell you what. Murdering, sometimes we sit here and we murder each other. We kill other people's character. Murderer. Some of you in here are killing people's joy. You don't even know it. When I sit down, this is something I had to learn, you guys. There's times that I see people that, that are doing stuff like, man, oh, I just love God because God, you know, he gives me the, 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 my refrigerator, so I thank God. And, and they come up and they just want to tell everybody about what God's done in their life. And you're like, dude, sit down. Let's bring somebody else over here that's a, a better testimony. Murderer. We've done that. It's your flesh. Instead, it's, you're supposed to rejoice with somebody. Amen. Drunkenness. You know you don't have to drink to be drunk. When you're taking pills all the time for your pain, your hip pain, your back pain, drunkenness. You're smoking, doing all this stuff, drunkenness. And I don't even know how to say this word. Revelries. I'll just tell you what it is. It's partying and drinking that usually ends up in sexual activity. That's in your flesh. 
But watch this. This is the part that we need to understand. Talking about all these things that are in your flesh. He says, which I tell you before. He's told you before. Just as I've told you in times past. That those who practice such, practice such, practice such things. You're practicing. That means you're doing it over and over again. Those that practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Because I'm, what I'm trying to bring you guys to, matter of fact, Tira, come on up. Because I'm, I'm trying to bring you to something I need you to understand. Sin is in us. We are surrounded in this sin. Don't let your sin identify you. I'm going to talk to you young people in here. So just so you understand that. Don't let your sin identify you. Let Christ identify you. Because in an identity crisis, Christ is. Right now, as a church, if we could sit down and look at ourselves, we wouldn't be so quick to judge other people for their sin. You ready? I'm probably going to lose a few people today. I'm I'm being dead serious. What is the difference of sin, of eating too much, lying, or homosexuality? What's the difference? Tell me. Why is your sin least and less than somebody else's? There is people out there that need the love of God. And if we can start and look at ourselves and see that we are a wretch without Jesus Christ. I got issues that need tissues. Who am I to not to come to be able to preach and tell somebody that God loves them the same way he loves me? I'm not going to sit down and tell people, you know, because I'm telling you what's getting ready to happen. I believe that right now the spirit of God is moving upon all flesh because that's what the scripture says. He says all flesh, not just people that are saved. No, all flesh. Those that are gay, those that identify as they, them, they or her. He wants to move on all flesh. Yeah, yeah. I know some people are like, oh, no, Pastor, no. Oh, we can't. They got this agenda. We all got an agenda. That agenda is to bring people to Christ. That's my agenda. I don't understand them. You've never had a, a heart transplant. So I don't know what they're going through, but I do know one thing Jesus Christ. I want to introduce you. Anna said it. She goes, I just want you to come and experience the love of God and let him separate everything because I can't do it. I don't know how to do it. I don't need to talk to somebody. I don't know how to talk to somebody about gender. I don't need about same-sex attraction. I don't know how to talk about that, but I do know that Christ can help you with it. He helped me. I was a sinner saved by grace. And when I got saved, God gave me a new heart. And when he gave me a new heart, guess what? I still sinning. But I had a new heart. There's people up here right now. You know you're doing wrong. 
It doesn't mean that you're not saved. But what it means is we need to crucify this flesh daily. And then when you start seeing all the sin that you're doing, you're going to run around and tell somebody, look, I'm just going to be an open book. I got a problem with, with hatred. I got a problem with always arguing with people and, and all these things. But guess what? As I keep walking towards Christ, as I keep looking and keep my eyes towards the hills from which cometh my help, then I'm going to start to be like him. This whole thing that happened at the beginning of the year with Ashbury and all this stuff, you guys, everybody, if you notice, it's not even talking about right now. Nobody's talking about it. But God was wakening, the, he's trying to wake the church up because he wants those doors open for everybody to come in. Everybody. What are you going to do when a guy comes in here looking like a woman? What are you going to do when a, when, a, when a woman comes in here looking like a man? You're going to look at him and be like, oh, mm-mm. What are we telling our kids about this? Parents that got young kids? You teach the word of God. And if the kids are confused, just, just look, look. Let God rule their hearts in their minds. Don't indoctrinate them. Christians, don't you indoctrinate your children. Let the word indoctrinate the children. And the parents. But as I said, for me, when I got the new heart, like in real in life, all these symptoms that I had, remember this guy? I got a new heart. My kidneys were still failing. My liver failing. My lungs were failing. I was swollen all over the place, but I had a new heart. But I, what I realized was over time, as I started working things out, I still needed help. I still was on dialysis. And all of a sudden, the doctor said, okay, okay, we can pull you off dialysis. And then, and then I, we can take these medications away because I see that your heart is doing its job. Even though I'm home now, I'm still but not getting all the effects. But as I keep walking with this new heart, there's new life in me. I'm starting to walk like I used to be able to walk again. Matter of fact, I walk now better than I walked before. You guys see me running around here. I can't even sit around. My mom will tell you, as a kid, I couldn't sit still. Now it's even worse. Y'all are in. You got, you got, I'm trying to tell you, you better get ready. Because I'm still not a hundred. But God wants you to start looking at yourself, saints. Guard your hearts. Guard your hearts. Stand to your feet. Because you know what? This is what I, I think the Lord is saying. is, You know what do we need to do as, as God's people? And, and I know maybe everybody in here is probably saved. Maybe not. We can first. Okay, we'll deal this first. Let's do this first. If you're in, this, if you're in here today and you heard about what, what God is doing in our lives, even though we're all a wretch, but you said, I am a wretch. I'm like that. I want to know, how can I be saved? How can I be like these people, what this pastor said? How can I be like that? I don't even understand it. But if you know that there's something that, as the Bible says, they were pricked in their heart. And you're, you're sitting there going, I want to do something about it, but I don't know what to do. I, 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 I can't. I, maybe I'll, I'll get right later. Because right now I'm on so much of a mess. Man, I'll just, I'll, I'll do it later no do it now and then let God start listen every carpenter usually has to start the work before he finishes that's why Jesus already finished the work on the cross 
so that he could start the work in you. If there's anybody in here that wants to give their life to Christ, I want to celebrate. I want to pray with you. I want the whole church. If everybody wants to, anybody in here that wants to give their life to Christ or either rededicate their life to Christ. Is there anybody in here like that? Don't be afraid. Don't worry about what people say. Even the voices talking to you in your head right now. It's like, no, 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 I'm okay here. I'm all right here. Uh, No, no, no. If that's the voice. If you knew that you had life, eternal life, at this moment, would you come up and get it? Just come on up. Amen. All right, so then this is what we need to do then as a people. Hallelujah. This is what we need to do.